daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We do plan to be doing a mailbag episode again at some point. So send us in any of your questions or comments, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, Ulysses, today is a Friday, which means we're going to take a little breather from our player review series and have more of a traditional episode with some baseball trivia mixed in. And let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty, if you will. Uh, we put up what we think is a fun, interesting poll question to raise fans. We, we posited, what is your top priority for the Rays to acquire this offseason? Is it A, a closer slash high leverage guy? Is it B, a veteran fourth, fifth starter type? Or is it C, a right-handed power bat? And the results were interesting. About 51%, 50.7% call for the veteran fourth, fifth starter. 28.8% call for the right-handed power bat. And 20.5% call for the closer high leverage guy. Ulysses, do you agree with uh, Ray's Nation out there, or do you have a different take as far as what the majority is calling for? I disagree with the majority, but I okay. definitely understand where they're coming from. That They're coming right. from a recency, oh my goodness, what if we had had a guy who could take the ball? Now again, we didn't say I want to. Uh, I want to three starter yes. for the rotation, which is what we're was not needed. talking. Max Scherzer. We're not talking Robbie Ray. We're not talking Justin Verlander. We're probably not even talking Danny Duffy or Corey Kluber or somebody like that. No, 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 no. The the, the poll question is like another Yarbrough type, a mm-hmm. a Michael Walker type, even Michael Walker. Like that's the kind of pitcher that we're that we meant when we said veteran fourth, fifth starter. Uh, I disagree. I don't, I, I don't think that's the, the race biggest need. The race biggest need is having somebody that you can give the ball on in a close game in the eighth or ninth mm-hmm. and say, close it out for me or get out of this mess. If you're a race fan and you tell me right now that the race have that guy, you're lying. You're lying. Because who are those guys this season? Colin McHugh, free agent, and and uh, Andrew Kittredge, who had never performed like this in his right. career. So you know that relievers are volatile. Those two guys could easily have a, 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 a down year next year. So who is that guy that you can trust and give the, and the ball to? That Nick Anderson type, that Emilio Pagan, that Rodney, that uh, Benoit. Even at Kyle Soriano, Soriano, there is not that guy yet right now at the bullpen. And you need to have that guy. You, you absolutely need to have it. And I don't see that right now as an option for the race in 2022. 
I agree with you. And just how much more fun is it to have this is our ninth inning guy? And I know the Rays aren't necessarily about predetermined roles, but you made the point about Kittredge. It's not like Kittredge was totally that guy all the time. I mean, he was more, he was best when he was sort of kept off balance and used, all right, we're going to use you as an opener. Now we're going to use you in the fifth inning. We're going to use you in the sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning. Yeah, some ninth inning opportunities for sure, but it's not like, oh, he is our new closer now that Nick Anderson is out of the fold and Diego Castillo is no longer on the team. Like, here's the way I look at it couple different ways. I mean, if we look at this past season, the Rays had 12 walk-off losses. They were seven and 12 in extra inning games and they were 20 and 25 in one run games. And I look at it like this too. Do we trust Pete Fairbanks to take that next step? Do we trust JT Chagua to take that next step? I think you name, I think guy that brings some cachet and this is going to be the guy I'm going to pound the table for throughout the offseason, I think, until he signs most likely elsewhere. Rysel Iglesias. That is the name I'm penciling, I'm circling, because that that's your Soriano type. That's hey. your Fernando Rodney type. And this is a guy who, he was really good with the Angels this year, and he's he's been really good in his you know six, seven-year career, only 31 years old. And he is definitely in line for a multi-year deal, probably, you know, three years, 25 mil, three years, 30 mil, whatever it may be. But I think he'd even be better in a raised uniform considering the ballpark and the defense behind him and the catching group in front of him. Like we, we talk about the Angels, how bad they were defensively. One of the yeah. worst teams in baseball. The Rays, one of the best teams in baseball. So I feel like Iglesias would get a little bit of an added advantage, not to mention just... You look at the numbers, you look at all the underlying stats, like this guy is legit. He's got one of the best swinging strike, swinging, you know, all of his numbers are pretty much right at the elite level of if you want a closer, this is the guy that you need to go after. He gets out lefties, he gets out righties, he's got, I mean, really three, four pitches, believe it or not. He's got the four-seam fastball that he rides 96-98. He has the sinker. He has the slider. He has the changeup. Like, okay, I the, the one maybe drawback for him is the home runs. He, he'll leave some cookies out over the middle of the plate, but you can live with that if you just look at all of the numbers that he put up this past season and over his career. See, that, that, that's the, the, the thing. The money aspect, of course, is what I think will be the biggest – yeah, flaw in in your master plan here uh, of us playing uh, Neander, but 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 I, I, you know sometimes you've got to spend, and 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 the race have mm -hmm. shown a little bit more of an ability to spend since the Charlie Morton uh, signage. You know, you you went after Yoshi Sutsugo. That was a it didn't work out, but you right. went for it. Um, even you could even put Chris Archer on that. You 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 uh, you gambled six point five million. It didn't work mm -hmm. out. But you, but you threw money at Chris Archer. Can you throw money at a guy who has shown to be uh, an elite closer? And, you know, I know that closer is not a, a word that we have used a lot as, as race fans. That's okay. I don't want a ninth inning or oldest Chapman kind of guy. Like he's, that, that's his, I don't want the race to turn into a, a, 
a mainstream quote unquote team. Mm-hmm. Just I, I with Rysel Iglesias, I don't want him to have uh, ninth inning only, no matter what. I want him to. Can we change the wording closer to high leverage guy? Sure, because that's what I want. I want a high leverage guy. If if the games want two runs in the seventh, and there's a a, a, a walk by Pete Fairbanks, and then a blooper, and then men on first and second with no out, yeah. that's the moment I want to, you know, mm-hmm. okay, enough of that, and let's bring the guy, the high leverage guy, in that we're paying yeah. ten mil for. Game four ALDS, where the ball game was tied, and you bring in D- JT Chagall, and that's yeah. really the only option you can go to. I look at the the poll question here and I see, you know, veteran fourth, fifth starter. How does that really help you in the playoffs if and when you get there? And I feel like you can kind of. I wonder if 2022 is the time where the Rays say, "Okay, let's take the training wheels off Shane McClanahan. Let's take the training wheels off Shane Boz. Let's give Drew and Luis. Let's push them a little bit more and we can backfill that back end of the rotation with Yarbrough, with Dietrich Ends, with Jalen Beeks, with maybe Josh Fleming. Fleming. Yeah, Brennan McKay may be available for an opportunity. Second half of the season, Chirinos. So you have some options there for sure. Um, and that's and let's. It's just more fun to go after the high leverage guy. It, it'd be more fun. The the we're getting to an era where the bullpen is being used more than the starters. So, or at least 50-50. Like, it's yeah. that close. So what's the edge that you'd want to have? And I love that you said 20 and 25 in one-run games. That's that's unacceptable for the mm-hmm. type of, of, of game plan that the race tried to execute, which is, you know, pitching and defense. Those are going to be close yeah. games. You can't be losing the close games. You can't because even though we saw the best lineup that this franchise has ever, ever had, in 2021, you can't just now, just like people say, well, the, the window of opportunity is open forever. Yeah. It's not. Um, just like the lineup being so good, it's not going to be that good forever. So you, right. you have to play to your strengths. And I just want that guy that you can trust with three outs when you need him the most, when the game is close, one to two runs. And that's what the Rays were kind of going after at the trade deadline. It ultimately didn't work out, but they were kicking the tires on Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. They were talking about a unique trade that would have maybe involved Tyler Glass now and or K- uh, Kevin Kiermeyer to try to, because they realized that we may have a need here that we need to fill up and shore up. Um, we have some listener comments uh, on the poll question that we'll get to after this. But uh, first, Ulysses, we have to enlighten the audience about Bilt Bars. Well, you know, I, I told you the other day, I, I love Thanksgiving. I-, I love the good food and the treats. So why not still have a treat that doesn't make you feel guilty? Built Bar is exactly that. You can feast on something delicious and still feel good about it. A slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories. Built Bars are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and plenty of protein. And remember this. They're low-calorie, they're low-carb, they're low-fat, high-protein. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. So you all know what you have to do. you got to go to Built.com. You choose your flavor boxes And right before you hit that purchase button, you say, no, I do not get to do this yet. I haven't used the promo code. The promo code is LOCKED15. 
15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and that will get you 15% off your order. So remember, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. Okay, uh, getting to some listener comments here. Ty McCann says he wants a veteran pitcher who can give the Rays 100-plus innings, even cooler if they can sport an ERA under 4.5. Raise Cast Brazil says our pitching staff deserves an improvement. The ALDS shows this to the world. Not complaining about the boys, but we must find a name to make the young guys get better than they already are. Uh, Joe Clark says need to stop using the bullpen so much so we can have them fresh in the later part of the season. Look, I don't think that's necessarily changing. This might just continue to be five and dive territory. Uh, and and we could see the Rays and other teams go with the uh, go with the concept of we're going to use 40 to 45 pitchers. We're going to call up names. We're going to promote game uh, names and and do the the Durham shuffle with guys you've never even heard of before. Um, Scott Radigan says I voted power bat. Uh, and then Caleb L29 says. We need a guy who can reliably go six innings a start. Our thin rotation really hurt us. So, again, I, I think a lot of people are still uh, looking at the postseason. I mean, I, I I still am, and I know that you are yeah. still. Um, so that's understandable. The comments are understandable. I just like what you said. How is a fourth, fifth starter going to help you in the playoffs? Maybe to maybe to cover innings. And maybe to not put so much pressure on those young guns, sure, mm-hmm. I think, to get to the regular season. But how do they actually improve the team in the playoffs? I, again, I, I would rather have a guy that I can trust to get me outs when I need him in the playoffs. Like, that's you. people say, oh, yeah. well, you, you got to count outs. You definitely count outs in the postseason. And games that are going to be close, you need a guy you can trust. And right now, who is that guy? That guy does not exist in the in the race bullpen, Kevin. He just does not. Yeah, they often say that the hardest outs to get are the last three outs, and it would be nice to have a guy that you know for years now. Rysel Iglesias again has consistently been put in difficult situations has been put in high leverage situations and has handled and gotten out of those high leverage situations. Pete Fairbanks. Yeah. On occasion, but sometimes it's a coin flip. Same yeah. thing with JT Chagua, uh, Andrew Kittredge. Yeah. All-star season, but can he replicate it? Or again, maybe he just best used, uh, kind of nose diving around and so much there. And, and I get the, the fungibility of relievers, but sometimes Every so often, or there's a couple guys out there that they're going to be consistently good year in and year out. And I think Iglesias is one of those guys like, you know, a Josh Hader, for example, like a Craig Kimbrell, like an Aroldis Chapman, whatever it may be. Um, Continuing on this conversation a little bit. So the Rays, it was recently reported that uh, seven players have officially become free agents on the Rays, Chris Archer, Nelson Cruz, Tommy Hunter. Forgot about that guy. Oh, yeah, he was on the roster. That was a weird trade. Uh, Colin McHugh, David Robertson, Chaz Rowe, Michael Walker. couple questions, Ulysses. One, do you think, first question, 
Do you think any of these guys will return? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So at least one of these guys will return. Okay. Um, who is the most likely to return then? I would like that person to be David Robertson. Okay. I, I would like that person to be David Robertson. And, and I know that the argument that I'm going to make doesn't actually say that he had a good year. Cause if you look at his numbers, he had a career low whiff rate at 25.8%, a career low chase percentage, uh, a career high chase contact percentage. So, th so they were actually making contact uh, while he was trying to chase. Uh, but there is one thing that I really, really like about what he had to do in, 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 in those 12 innings. Third lowest career walk rate. Mm. Uh, every time we talk about player reviews for relievers, we just say the negatives, walks, walks, walks. He doesn't have that problem. That, uh, so... I want a guy that doesn't make more of a mess than he needs to. And he yeah. keeps free base runners completely non-existent. Only four walks in those 12 innings that he works. So if I, if I can see a bounce back year candidate, not at a high amount of money mm -hmm. of, of an ask, because again, 12 innings of work in the regular season is not like he's going to command $12 million dollars. So the price will be low. The high of a good comeback year is high. And yet again, he has been a dominating guy in the back end of a bullpen, of a, 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 of a, of a stadium that just yeah. throws stuff at players. You know, he knows what mm -hmm. it's like to be in those high leverage situations. I, I would really like to see David Robertson in a raised uniform in 2022 again. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what's going to happen with him. Uh, I do think that the Rays could bring him back for sure. And like it's he what had 12 innings, 12 appearances. So it's like you maybe need to give him a little bit more time to settle in because he didn't pitch in 2020. So maybe it's all right, let's give him some time. Let's give him a full offseason. He knows we want mm -hmm. him back and he's going to come back. And then that can he'll be you know ready in full shape by 2022. And he has the experience. He has that veteran presence, that leadership. And I don't, you know, you resign him. I, I don't know if he'd necessarily be the, you use him as the highest leverage of roles, but he's a, a quality bullpen arm that you could go to for sure. So I don't know that, you know, he would have a bunch of other suitors. And I think that he might appreciate that the Rays took a chance on him and he might, right. you know, be willing to return and want to return. I think he's made enough money in his career for sure. So that certainly would not, Shock me. It wouldn't be the most, um, you know, uh, highlight worthy signing of, oh, the no. Rays bring back David Robertson. That's more of a footnote than a feature article there. But I like what you're thinking with that. You know, and, and that's OK. Joey Wendell was signed, uh, was traded to the race the same day as Giancarlo Stanton. And there was mm -hmm. a, a funny bit about uh, how Wendell actually surpassed by war in those in those years uh, uh, to Stanton. But regardless, do you agree that one of those seven will come back uh, to the race? Is it is it uh, maybe Archer on a minor leaguer or do you think Cruz comes back? I... I do think at least one of these guys does return, although people seem to think that many, if not all, are unlikely to return. But I'm going to go a little bit of a curveball here. I'm going to go with Colin McHugh. Ooh. Colin wow. McHugh. After that good of a year, 
Yes. He's and going here's to why. keep with the Rays? Okay, why? Yeah. Because, again, how much money do the Rays really have on the books? Not a lot, Kev. Not yeah. a lot. Not a lot. Um, they're coming off a 100-win season. It, are, are you still in a transition mode here? Or are you really kind of going to make a half-hearted push? You've already let guys go that have had success elsewhere in one elsewhere. Charlie Morton, Travis Darno, for example. I think that they are saying, okay, we, we have a good product here. This guy helped us win. Let's, let's pony up a little bit. And I'm not, I, I don't even think Colin McHugh, I, what's he going to get on the open market? Um, Two year 10. That's not a whole lot of money. That's not no. a whole lot of money in the grand scheme of things. And you might even be able to up his innings a little bit. You might even be able to push him to 80. And, and I think, you know, not saying Colin McHugh has made the most money in the world, but I think he's made, you know, 16, $17 million. He's from Georgia originally, maybe wants to stay settled in with his family. And I think he, he comes off to me as a guy like, and we don't really know what these guys are thinking or what these guys are all about, but that it's not, money is not the end all be all for him. I think he appreciates the fact that um, he not reinvented, but really had one of his best years with the race Yeah, on a winning team. It's, it's, it's not, yes, it's fun to make money, but it's also fun to be the best you've ever been really. And to be playing on a really good playoff contender. I think that adds a little bit of value. So I say, you know, if another team offers 12 or 13 and the Rays offer 10 or 11, he might stick with the Rays for 10 or 11. I don't think that Colin McHugh is the kind of guy that would get an offer like two years, ten, two year for for ten mil by the for the race to play for the race, and he gets a two year sixteen mil to play in Colorado, and then mm-hmm. he goes, okay, I'm going to be a Rocky. Like he yeah. doesn't seem like that guy, and and it goes to the same effect of when you're a veteran and you've made your money, like. Right. I mean, you just want that ring, right? You want that ring. And I know he has one, but it, it's yeah. it's a lot cooler if you have two than just one on, on the thumb. You know, it's better to have the, those two. So I think when with older players, you got to look at uh, the, the money aspect, but the winning. I mean, it's the Joe Madden mm-hmm. steps of, you know, like, do I even belong here? Step number one to the last one. I want to win. And I yeah. think that's where Colin McHugh is. Uh, I agree. I agree. Like if, if the Mets are offering him 15, $16 million and the Rays are offering 10 or 11, I mean, just by taxes alone, it might make (laughs) more sense to just stay in St. Petersburg for all it's worth, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with all that. Uh, okay. Baseball trivia and name that war coming up next, but first we've got to tell you about bet online. Bet online is back and better than ever before a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 
to receive that bonus. L O C K E D O N. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Okay, Ulysses, baseball trivia time. You'll give me some trivia, and I will uh, give you a name that war, and we'll see how we do. What do you got? Well, as the baseball world now knows and found out, uh, a certainly talented catcher hung his spikes and is retiring. Mm -hmm. There are 19 catchers in the Hall of Fame. 19. Kevin. Can you name seven of these 19 catchers in the Hall of Fame? Seven of the 19. I can give it a shot. Yogi Berra. Correct. Pudge Rodriguez. Correct. Mike Piazza. That's three. Correct. That's correct. That's four. Johnny Bench. Correct. That's five. Two more to go. Kevin. Okay. Gary Carter. That's correct. That's number six. Does he have one more, people? Number seven or seven would be oh my gosh i will say carlton fisk he got it right fellas he got it seven he got seven wow thank you sir fantastic fantastic really great job kevin um the other one that i thought you might get is ted simmons who just got inducted a couple years ago the rest are black and white pictures with names like Ernie Lombardi, Biz Mackey, Gabby Hartnett, Mickey Cochrane, and uh, Buck Ewing. So, okay, would not have gotten any of those. And I also right. would not have gotten Ted Simmons for the record either. You got um, all, okay, uh, name that war. Uh, Ulysses, a little trivia question for you. Of course, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series earlier this week do you know the last time that the braves won the world series prior to this year 1995 i was four years old that is correct and there's a player on that 1995 roster that i want you to guess his career war and his name is david justice what is david justice's career war (laughs) you thought i was gonna go with uh chipper jones or john smoltz or somebody like that didn't you that was a that was a first pitch change up by the great greg maddox right there um Uh, pitching backwards pitching backwards baby the professor um okay well i'm gonna have to do some math professor here and do some math david justice By 2002, he was a veteran, as we know, from Moneyball. So I think he only had like two more years to go. Let's say 2005. In 95, he was already established. You got to go with like a 15-year career for David Justice. 15 years. And you have to think he had like a five-year period where he was just mashing. Five times five is 25. 
So what happened to the rest of the 10 years? If the average is two or times 10, that's 20 plus a 25 would be 45, but that seems too high. So I'm gonna go with 38. You are very, very close. I will give you one more guess. Thirty-six. Selling him short. Forty point uh, six is David uh, Justice's. I went the award. other way. Yes. Uh, he was had a really, really good career. Of course, uh, three hundred five home runs. 279 career batting average, 878 career OPS, 129 OPS plus 378 on base percentage. He was a rookie of the year, two-time World Series champ, ALCS MVP, three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. I think he might have gotten overshadowed a little bit because he did play in the steroid era where you had guys that were hitting 50, 60, 70 home runs instead of Justice, who consistently hit like 22 to 30 year in and year out. Is he a McGriff for you? Like a, a, like a Fred McGriff type where because of the era that he played in, he kind of got dogged, but yeah. you take him out and he would have probably been top of the league. Yes. Although I think McGriff was even a step or two above david justice but agreed pretty agreed. close there but hey very good guess on the name that war uh all right that is our friday show we will be back next week thank you again for making the locked on race podcast your first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast that is also free and available on all platforms have a great day and we will talk to you next week week.